Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back. Droid Life Show, episode 132 today. It is Friday, February 3rd. I'm your host, Kellen. With me, Tim. Tim's at. Hey, guys. How's it going? Happy Friday. So thanks for joining us on this pre-Super Bowl Friday. Are we allowed to say Super Bowl or do we get like... No, yeah we get, yeah, we get flagged and the video gets taken down and sued. Yeah. We have to say the big game. The or big whatever game. Yeah. Anyway, so happy pre-big game Friday. <laughs> Uh, we got some stuff to talk about today. Obviously, a lot of this stuff, we, we talked about this a little bit last week. There's a lot of rumors floating around. Um, and so I apologize if like us covering leaks and rumors just gets sort of repetitive, but that's just, we're in just that period of time leading up to, you know, the big flagship releases over the next couple of months. But anyways, we want to talk about a little bit about S Galaxy S8 and what Samsung's doing at Mobile World Congress at the end of the month, because we are in February now. Uh, we've got all sorts of images of the LG G6, which I feel like is just going to, we're going to know everything about this phone before I think it ever is announced. Uh, but we also got some other general Android news this week, like 7.1.2 was released. Um, I, I I sort of jumped back into the Pixel review arena and gave sort of my three month review. Now that I've been using it for a while, AT and T's is ready to launch five five G. I should say, make sure I get those quotes on there uh, and some other stuff. So, anyways, uh, a good good row of topics. So, uh, anyway, let's jump into rumors. Let's get these out of the way. So, uh, Samsung being the biggest company on planet Earth, it seems like. Let's talk about what's new with them. Uh, actually not a lot, right? Like there hasn't, there hasn't been a new wave of Samsung rumors. I don't necessarily feel at this point, but they, uh, they did confirm that they will be at mobile world Congress at the end of the month. And they have an event planned on February 26th and they sent us an invite and they sent out a teaser image and, uh, we're pretty sure they're just going to show off a new tablet. Galaxy tab S three is the uh, current rumor, which is the tab S the tab S line has always been their flagship line, right? So uh, LTE Wi-Fi models around a 9.6 inch display, Snapdragon 820 processor, cameras, which you shouldn't use on a tablet, four gig RAM, and whatever touchways they throw on it. So uh, we also though may get a one minute teaser of the Galaxy S8, according to the Korea Herald. Said uh, according to an ex- executive or something said, you know, we're gonna do this tablet, but we're also gonna give you a teaser of the S8. Do you, uh, do you uh, have any thoughts on the Galaxy Tab S3 or one-minute teaser? The one-minute teaser is obviously like the big moment. Obviously. <laughs> I have no uh, no comments or opinions on any potential Samsung tablet. Um, however, <clears throat> yeah. uh, for the S8 <laughs> teaser, I think it's a bad idea. Don't, don't tease it because once you tease it, you have begun the hype. And the hype needs to stay alive because if you're not going to release until April... Yeah. then you're going to be essentially you know making people wait that month month and a half and the hype might die down and that's a bad idea you you got to you got to bring it back samsung and just withhold um yeah if they go teaser on february 26th uh i think we're at least current rumors anyways say that the event is i think around the 29th of march right to actually unveil it somewhere around there right so you got a month in between and then you announce, and then maybe two to three weeks before the phones. I mean, yeah, we're talking about the Galaxy S8 for a good two months at that point. It, is that too much? It is too much, and I think uh, a good representation of that is HTC. I think HTC, while you know they announced the phone, the U Ultra, and but now we have to wait till March for the phone to even ship. And I'm telling you, man, like we're going to see like that. That phone's not going to do hot, at least in my opinion. Um, <laughs> if you allow people to 
you know, you've announced the phone, then release it and allow people to get it in their hands within two weeks of announcing it, then you can kind of keep that hype going. People are excited about it. But, you know, having a phone announced and then making people wait two months, uh, it's just no good. And we've seen, like, HTC has done a few of the, um, like, little kind of meetups for their HTC fan group. And, like, so five people are getting their hands on it and stuff. And it's just not... We've still never touched the phone, by the way. Yeah, we've never touched the phone. We've never seen it in person or anything. It's just not... It's not a good look. And we've seen this in years past. Like, phones will get announced, then you wait months and months for them to launch. Look at the V20. Same deal. V20, same deal. Yeah. So, in my opinion, it's no good. I remember... I mean, the, the best example I have is of the HTC One M8. They announced it, uh, and then it was available that day through Verizon, and it I was like that, the, yeah. it was like the greatest day ever. I mean, they announced the phone, then you can have it. Oh hell yeah! That so, was actually pretty cool. Yeah, that I, was I went back one that day. Yeah, exactly. HTC had a little bit of pull back then. Obviously, not so much anymore. Well, remember that phone? Like, just we knew every single little detail about it because oh, yeah. they tried wait until they could actually put it in a store which you know you can't you can't really do that because then everything does just leak right that's fine let the leaks come i think the leaks aren't necessarily a bad thing but like the uh what's the word sort of like the the corporate backed leaks when like kind of like what we saw sort of with lg and the g6 uh, and it just seems like it's sort of force-fed leak not like an accidental leak but it's sort of like the like apple apple does these these leaks yeah and it's just ridiculous so point being this is way too early for the sa to be teased like i'm cool with it sure depends on how much they tease right like do they show any of the phone or is it one of those videos where it like shows an angle in the dark of like a display and then zips over like is it one of those right that that would be yeah that would be very samsung but uh yeah i'm against it what can i say but a minute is actually kind of a long teaser. That's a long you time. You could show a lot in a minute. So, yeah. Well, maybe they make it funny, you know, like bring out a celebrity who sort of like makes a joke about the Note Seven blowing up or something, and then say, "Yeah, but they got something really cool planned." <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if Samsung actually made a joke about themselves about phones blowing up? It would just be probably the greatest moment in mobile history. If you can't laugh at yourself. Oh, you know what? Here's what you do. You get Michael Bay, you bring him back on stage and say, you know what? Samsung does better explosions than I do. Now that's, that's comedy right there. So bring back Michael Bay. So Michael Bay can give it back to them after making him look like a fool on stage. (laughs) CES. he comes back just trash on their explosions. Yeah. If no one remembers that moment is one of the greatest CES moments of all time. Look it up on, uh, on Google or on YouTube, Uh, Michael Bay, Samsung TV, the curve, Michael curve. curve. (laughs) It's really fantastic. So you bring him back, have him talk about the note seven and explosions. It'll be great. (laughs) It'll be huge. It'll be huge. All right. Uh, so just sort of related then, we saw what we believe to be the first pictures of the Galaxy S8. Was that last week? I think so. Yeah. Uh, anyways, you had uh, an opinion on the fingerprint. Did we not talk about the phone last week on the show? I'm trying to remember. I feel like we haven't even talked about the leaks of the phone, or did we? Mm, uh, did we have a show last week? <laughs> we did one on Thursday, I think. Oh, that's we? right. It was an early show. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't think the S8, the pictures yeah. didn't come out on Friday. They came out. I don't know. We must have talked about it. God, there's been so much going on. I know. Anyways, in case you missed that, the pictures of what we think is the Galaxy S8 show a phone with a fingerprint reader. Uh, 
on the back, but not centered in the back like every other phone on the planet like this. Um, instead, they have it to the right of the camera lens. And on the other side of the camera lens is like heart rate monitor and flash. And Tim, uh, Tim weighed in a little bit this week. Well, it's like, what else am I supposed to do, right? Just sit there and let Samsung do this atrocious move. No, I gotta, I gotta let the opinion be known. Um, basically I tried it myself, right? So I took an S7. I said, okay, here's where the, the fingerprint reader is supposed to be where the heart rate monitor is right now on most galaxy phones. Yeah. Uh, so basically, you know, the, the placement itself is fine. However, you know, being so used to having fingerprint readers on the backside, right in the middle, like on every other device that has a rear facing fingerprint reader, I could name them all, I'm sure, but it would take me forever. Uh, you're just, the mind is already so used to it. I guess Samsung thinks that no one uses any other devices besides their phone. So whatever they do, it's like, technically don't really. Yeah, right. It's totally new to them. So having it in this weird position is fine because no one's used to anything else. But as someone who uses like a pixel on the daily and your phone, your finger just sort of naturally is placed right in the middle of the phone as if you're sort of balancing the phone on your finger uh, on the backside. It, It just feels good. So regardless, I took up a S7. I put my finger there, you know, as if it was the fingerprint reader. And it's fine, but what I noticed a few times is that I might, you know, slide my finger across the glass of the camera. And I don't know about you, but I love Cheetos and Fritos and all that good Funyuns. You know who it's going to work great for is people that actually use the heart rate monitor, which is like six people. Because they're used to already doing that, right? Exactly. Ah, that, you're right. It's like such a. It, it's not like the worst thing ever, but it's definitely. It, it's just not. It doesn't. It kind of creates maybe a problem for some, like especially if you're concerned about having your finger slide across that camera a couple of times. You know, once you get used to it, it'll be fine. So after a couple of weeks, and you're comfortable, you know, putting the <laughs> the finger back there and knowing exactly where you're putting it. Oh my god, that sounds terrible. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. But I was really just hoping it was going to be like a center placed fingerprint reader, like on all other devices. And then, you know, well, so design wise, it looks stupid too, I think. Well, they, they sort of went that symmetrical route, right? So yeah. now the fingerprint readers on one side, the heart rate monitors on the other, like just sort of switching up everything. And then especially for left-handed people, uh, you know, having it not in the middle where it'd just be sort of like a 50, 50 for right hand, right handers and left handers. Now they have to do like a very, uh, it, it's actually quite an awkward hold on the phone. The pixel is a little bit different because it's larger than the S7, but uh, it ju- it makes your finger, your index finger, go more towards your thumb when it's on the on that left side, the right side. If you're looking at it from the back, it, it just feels kind of awkward. Here, so I have one right here. Yeah, it yeah. just feels it's just yeah. awkward. I mean, like when you when you pick up a phone. You hold your phone like about like this, and your finger just sits right there in the middle. But this you have to like reach for. And the the whole thing for me about fingerprint readers is how convenient they are. That's not that convenient having to like reach. Anyway, just to show try to show what you were trying to explain there. Thank you, thank you. I didn't have the S7 sitting around, but yeah, you got it. So I was really just hoping for more of like you know that same sort of design we've seen from everyone else because it works just fine. Yet Samsung, I guess has to be different. Uh, That's so bad. We'll see, you know, I'm sure it'll be fine after a week of getting the Cheeto dust on top of the camera glass and all that. It'll be good. 
I was hoping they would at least, um, well, there, so there's this new tech, right? That's fingerprint, re- oops, fingerprint readers under glass, right? We've seen it. Um, doesn't, I think Xiaomi already has a phone with yeah, they implemented reader. something like that. Yeah. So I don't know why Samsung couldn't, but if you're going to, it, this seemed like a good opportunity to, right? You could put it like right under the Samsung logo or something. Right. And it's under the glass, like right there dead center where the Samsung logo is because everyone knows then you're touching the Samsung logo and you put that under glass fingerprint reader right there just unlocks every time I don't know why they could have done something like that missed opportunity missed opportunity could have been dope maybe it'll come in the Note 8 or S9 so we can just start hyping those now we'll have a front under glass one or something crazy like that that'd be dope because at some point now they're going to have to start figuring out how to really differentiate the note other than just a pen because it's not really that much different, right? I mean, the Note 8 compared to the S7 Edge, it's not that. I mean, the, the Edge display is a little bit different, but they're not even calling things Edge anymore because everything just has a curved display. Right. I think, uh, I mean, not to say like they can't change anything, but I think what we've seen from Samsung is once they do something like this, say they're going to change where the fingerprint reader is on the back. I think we're going to see it there for potentially years to come and they'll never change where it is. That's just sort of Samsung's MO. That's true. Yeah. Uh, So it's unfortunate to think that, but I think that's that's what we're, I know that's what we're probably going to see for quite some time is the fingerprint reader being up there. (laughs) And three years from now, we're going to be totally used to it. And it's going to be like, why, why was it ever any other way? Or it's just weird that each company has their own, design language or you know idea about where something so basic should be i mean the fact that we even have fingerprint readers on almost all new phones is pretty incredible considering you know we started with the og droid and those things you know they were years away from fingerprint reading technology and stuff we just we've come a long way so it's just weird to poll this week asking if people are using their fingerprint reader oh yeah and last year it was let me just look at what people said last year Last year, people said, my phone doesn't have one. That was 30% of our readers. So 60% said they were using their fingerprint reader. 30% said they don't even have one on their phone. And then this year, we just asked this week, and it's down to 10%. So 83% of our readers now use the fingerprint reader, and only 10% don't have a phone that don't. That's pretty crazy, just within one year. So pretty fantastic i can't think of a new flagship that's launched that doesn't have one so really if you have a a phone from 2016 and beyond you more than likely have one so which is cool i think they're i think it's one of those features that was added on that it 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 wasn't ever like a big game-changing moment it just slowly ushered its way in and it became one of those things that it has to be standard like if it didn't if a phone didn't have one now we would rip them a new one because you should just use it your phone's secure, but like you can get into it really easily by just touching your finger on it. It's actually one of the better innovations in smartphone we've seen in years. It probably doesn't get enough play. I totally agree. I remember when fingerprint readers were totally crap. Uh, you would have to slide. I think it was, what, was that the S4 maybe? But you had to slide your thumb across like that home button to five? get it. Was it the 5? Maybe, yeah. Maybe, oh, yeah, you're right. It was the 5. It was the S5, and then HTC did that like one Max or whatever oh, yeah. that phone was. That had the they put the one that on was the on back. the backside. You had to swipe. Yes, but you back. had to swipe. Like it was just a terrible implementation. So because yeah, Apple bought Apple. the only guy that the only company that had the just press and, and hold every they bought the only company doing it. Yeah, That's so it set everyone Apple. back like two years. Yeah, oh, Apple, such visionaries. Oh yeah. 
anyway, so that's pretty much it with Samsung stuff. Uh, I'm fully on board with Tim in that the fingerprint reader placement is terrible. And uh, at MWC, we're getting a tablet. So it's kind of sad, actually, for MWC. You know, like Samsung is always the biggest show in town at MWC. This huge press event. And this year, it's for a tablet. I don't know. what They'll probably talk about something else, too. I don't know. Maybe they'll bring out another Galaxy camera or something. Oh, that'd be dope. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to LG. So LG actually will show off the G6 at MWC. And this week, we got uh, well, we got some photos. Um, so we actually started off the week with the first set of leaks. Um, a source sent us pictures of a prototype LG G6, which uh, this thing's funny because it's just got wires coming out. You can tell this thing is still very much in testing, but it shows the, these are the first pictures of the phone front to back and the bottom side um, in real rather than just a render or something like that. Um, so you can see the top and bottom or lack there of bezel on the front. This is a mostly all screen device, even though it looks really tall um, on the back. We obviously just get another look at the cameras and the fingerprint reader. And this back is not the official back, um, but it still shows you the size of shape. And then the bottom picture we have shows you USB C on the bottom single speaker. They moved the damn headphone jack up top, which of course drives me insane, but it's just an all metal body with a nice chamfer going around it. Um, uh, at least in our prototype pictures. And then Business Insider threw up a picture that looks like a really glossy finished version of a G6. Almost, it, to me, it looks like kind of like G2 style. Remember the G2 had that oh, glossy yeah. finish? Um, and then... One of my favorite phones. This Korean site called UnderKG posted a bunch of pictures today of a phone that actually looks a little bit different than the Business Insider picture. It's not glossy. It's more of a brushed metal sort of matte finish and it looks really nice it looks really premium i would uh, have to agree i i think it's cool that there's going to if you know if that's what's going to be like different sort of kind of looks to it or whatever i mean apple's got like their matte space gray or whatever and that jet black and uh if lg decides to do something like that totally cool because it seems like some people either love this look or love that look i mean there's definitely a good reason to offer a few different options if the uh, if the photos from this under KG site are, are indeed legit of the phone, this phone looks nice because it almost has a bluish or silver. I don't really want to call it silver. Is it more platinum? I don't know. It almost looks bluish to me a little bit, but uh, it just looks nice. looks really polished, really premium, full metal frame, metal back, brushed, or I guess that could be glass. And then it's got this interesting little sort of curved corner to the display. Not much bezel at all. I mean, it's like it's all display. And it also looks a little thicker. And I, and I know a lot of people will all want to talk about thin phones. I hate thin phones. I'd rather a phone be a little bit thicker just because it has more battery. It's sometimes easier to hold in hand, I think. And this phone doesn't look that thin. It looks like a decent size. I'm excited for this phone. It looks pretty good. I mean, it looks way better than the G5. I, I ha- oh, yeah. I've held the G5 once in my entire life. And uh, I mean, it, like it felt okay, but uh, I just really wasn't turned on by the whole modularity uh, aspect of it or the lack thereof, technically. Um, so G6, I mean, is really what the G5 should have been, I think. I mean, in terms of just overall look, I mean, I'm not huge on like the surprised robot look on the back, like with the O face, but... It's cool, man. Like it's a way They're better phone. Just, looking yeah, they than obviously G5, can't figure so. out like a, a clean way to include those, right? Yeah, I mean, it looks. It doesn't look terrible. Um, 
Right. This is the best looking version of the dual camera we've seen, but it just it looks goofy. Yeah, I understand why some people may appreciate the whole dual camera setup for the wide apertures and all that stuff. But but I mean, I've got the Pixel, right? It's got one camera, and it's the best camera I think you can get. And so it's weird to see a lot of companies do this dual camera stuff when really it may not even match up to the single Sony right. sensor you get in the Pixel. It's very odd to me. I hope they have upgraded the the cameras in here because the G5 and the V20 had pretty good cameras, but by themselves, I just yeah, I don't necessarily know that they equal what Samsung and what Google did. So I hope they upgraded the sensors, and I'd imagine they probably did because it's a it's a new year, and they probably did. So I, I hope that they will be excellent because if they are, the wide angle shooter on these LG phones is actually really cool. Uh, it's just that it's always been eight megapixel and it was never the best camera. And so you didn't get great looking shots with it, but the, the range you get in the field of view, pretty cool. So hopefully they just upgraded those. We shall see. Yeah. Um, I mean, we we're, we're still thinking Snapdragon eight twenty one. Yeah. So I know some people will be oh dead DOA dead on arrival. It's not going to work, but we'll see. We ran a poll on that. I don't, I don't think I actually looked at the results about whether or not um, you would uh, it would be a deal breaker if you went Snapdragon eight twenty one. Hold on, let me look at this. Yeah, we asked. Oh, this was last Friday. That's why we haven't talked about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether or not an eight twenty one would be a deal breaker, and fifty five percent of our readers said yes. They said if you had an eight twenty one and a two thousand flag two thousand seventeen flagship, would it be a deal breaker? And fifty five percent said yes. Well, they don't know what they're talking about. Dude. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that I necessarily think it's. A, we talked about. I think a little bit about this on the show last week, didn't we? Um, yeah. That I don't. I don't think it's a deal breaker. It's just it's tough when a month later Samsung's going to go. Yeah, well, we got the new processor. It's just hard. I think on on paper with nerds that <laughs> look a lot of a lot of okay, nerds so- get discredited. Right? You're not the majority and blah. Yeah, but we're vocal. Like we're the ones that run tech sites and we're the ones right. that talk about this stuff. Like people do see this stuff. And so if we're in, in April, if we're like, yeah, well, I don't know why you'd buy the LG G6, like the Snapdragon A35 is in the Galaxy S8. People will then go, well, what's a, what's the A35? Should I care? Well, why does this have older parts? I mean, like these things matter. Like the fact that we talk about this stuff, it does matter. So I hate that we always get discredited. Like, well, you're just a minority. Yeah. I hate um, to be that guy. I got FedEx here, just like we talked about. So I'll be right back. Here. All right. Anyway. So yes, we talked about this last week and I don't think an 821 is a deal breaker. I just think it's a bad, I guess it's a bad look for LG just because the galaxy S eight is coming out. So, so close to it and we'll, uh, and we'll have a newer processor. So, Anyways, while Tim's gone, I'm jumping into comments. Let's see if anybody has anything. Oh, somebody says my cat's cute. That is Rogers, and he is a Persian cat. And yes, he is damn cute. He's also a pain in the ass. Yep. Good timing. Oh, good timing. We were just talking about Rogers, who's sitting there right over my shoulder. Oh, nice. I got a, uh, a new microphone, just in case everyone wants to know what FedEx delivered. Uh, a new microphone that wasn't even in like a brown box. So I'm really good he didn't just leave it on my porch or something. Yeah, that's a pretty bad job yeah, there. That way, everyone in the... Oh, that guy got a new mic. <laughs> Did you just cut out and die? Are you still there? Oh, you're still there. 
Yep, still here. I just nervous for a second. Um, anyway, I was just finishing up thoughts on E21, E35. Yeah, um, we, yeah like, like you just said, it's simply not DOA, but it's sort of a downer, right? And I sort of, I think I mentioned, I wouldn't mind if LG like held off a month to include that 835, but, you know, if you take away, right, if you take away, you know, uh, numbers, say if people weren't able to identify the processor, it's totally possible that they wouldn't even be able to tell the difference between 835, 821. Um, But again, we don't have all that much information, right, on the 835 in terms of specs. No, we do. We know it. We got it all at CES. It's, uh, it's, it's not that big of a difference. (laughs) Like, like performance wise, they, they, I don't even think they've said how much bigger of a performance jump there is. All they've said is it's smaller and more efficient. So right. you may have a battery boost in terms of efficiency, but in terms of like raw power, they're not really saying that much. Like I looked back at it after last week's show to see like what That's... exactly like we should expect. And there's like the, the big improvements are support for like dual 16 megapixel cameras. Um, and then just a more efficient, smaller chipset. So, right, that, that's sort of what I was getting at. Like, I mean, they say, sure, more powerful, uh, more power efficient, and uh, battery efficient. But so, really, I think so. If you if you compare the two, say if you put both chips in the same device, you may not notice all that much of a difference. Um, at this time, we're not sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> unless, unless you need dual sixteen megapixel cameras in your phone, you may no- notice a difference, but. That seems a little overkill, especially coming from someone who doesn't even believe in dual cameras. So, you don't want dual 16. Huawei is going to drop dual 16s on you. You know that, right? I don't need it. I think it's overkill, but uh, I, yeah, bring it on. I, they better be like a brand. That's what LG is going to, oh no, because they're not using the 35, so they can't. Right. All right. So, that's LG G6 rumors for the week. Uh, we also got Android 7.1.2 this week in a preview. So kind of out of nowhere, Google does drop these on us out of nowhere, out of nowhere. Um, Android 7.1.2 official public beta is out. Um, it's currently available to the Pixel, Pixel XL, Nexus 5X, Nexus Player, and Pixel C. And the Nexus 6P should get it soon. Um, it initially um, became available instantly for Pixel, Pixel XL, Nexus Player, Pixel C, and then the 5X joined in like about 24 hours later or something. Um, and the Nexus 5X actually got one new little feature, which is the swipe on the back on the fingerprint reader. We'll swipe you down to access notification. That's now in the 5X. So we're just assuming that will be in the 6P as well. And that's not a huge deal, but for those of you who uh, were it's wanting nice. that feature from uh, the Pixel devices, you probably will have it soon on your Nexus 6P or 5X. It's definitely nice. Yeah, Batum. Yeah, and he's talking at the door like, let me in, let me in. <laughs> uh, uh, so 7.1.2 update, it's in beta now. It'll take a couple of months, and then that'll go stable. This is one of those quarterly maintenance releases that Google announced last year. Um, I think they announced those at the Pixel launch event, actually. Um, they said we're going to start doing regular maintenance releases. So this is the second one. 7.1.1 was the first. This is the next one. You and I are both running it, and uh, there's not really anything new right that stands out i mean there's nothing jumps off the phone and slaps you right in the face right you know i mean it's the it feels very smooth like it's it's a total placebo effect like i mean the phone was already smooth but oh it feels smoother now um 
No, I mean, the one thing I saw was like the whole live wallpaper, being able to switch that to just on your home screen or on lock screen and home screen both. Like, okay, cool. And they also changed if you direct reply in a notification, the it's no longer a return button. It's now a send button on the keyboard. Right. I mean, it's yes. like all these little tiny things. And then hopefully they squashed a bunch of bugs. Yeah, definitely. Although, I mean, my battery life on the XL was already pretty good. And I, I think I guess I've been running this for a day now. So it's still kind of hard to tell if like there's huge battery improvements or anything. So, yeah. you know, so far, just living with it. And we're going to see what happens. So far, so good, though. Nothing, nothing crazy. No, no bugs have been introduced. Right. So that's of, a plus. Yeah. 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 So far, nothing really crazy. Uh, it's a maintenance release. It's not a big feature release. It's not 8.0. That'll that'll arrive at some point. Right. I'm wondering, though, wasn't it March last year when we got the first 7.0 uh, developer preview? I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a while ago. I think it was March. So, I mean, March is you know a month away. I wonder if they'll drop the uh, Oreo preview on us. Oreo preview? The, um, the, the O preview, I should say. Seems too soon, doesn't it? Seems way too soon. I mean, we're last year too, so. Well, let's think about it. <laughs> it would also be good to look at the numbers. Uh, where was Marshmallow in terms of the uh, distribution uh, compared to Lollipop? It's, when, I think it was similar to what we're at drunk, now. Right? Yeah. So, at, like nothing. So, no not even on. one one yeah. percent of devices. No no one was on Marshmallow when Nougat Beta dropped or Nougat Preview dropped, and it'll be the same when right, O so, Preview. Yeah, so Oreo will drop, and there's going to be 1% of people on Nougat. Yeah. That's yeah, good. pretty much. So That's it was good. March March 17th was when the first pre- N Preview went up. That's oh kind of crazy to think about. We could get an O Preview next month if they stick to a similar schedule. That's kind of crazy, actually. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I just... I don't. I do see it happening. I'm just like I'm just in utter disbelief at how long it's taking these companies to distribute Nugget. Like it's crazy to me. Like it's, it's taking it's way bad. too long. Yeah, I've appreciated was not expecting to do some of theirs till March, May. Like they, there's just the, like the simplest version of Android. Like why is this? Why is it so hard for you guys? Because they got one guy doing it. All right, really it, it takes them a long time to get through it all. <laughs> it's leave him alone. Leave him alone. Bad moto. Yeah. Uh, in related 7.1.2 news, uh, the Nexus 6 and Nexus 9 will not get 7.1.2. Google confirmed to us. So that means they are uh, end of life in the uh, major maintenance release point updates. Uh, they will still get security patches for another year, basically. So if, in case you guys don't remember, Nexus phones get two years of big updates, three years of security patches. So Nexus 6 and 9 will get, a, well, the Nexus 9 probably will. Wait, when did the Nexus 9 come out? With the Nexus 6? Uh, yes. So yes, okay. So yeah, they each have basically, well, a little bit less than a year now of security patches left, and then they will be done. Good. If you, yeah. If you own a 6P and a 5X, though, that means you only have less than a year left of big updates. So you'll get O, and then you'll probably get like 8.1, that first maintenance release, like the 6 or yeah, like because the Nexus 6 and 9 also got that first dot one dot one maintenance release. So yeah, if you own a 6P, 5X, start counting them days. Yeah, Samsung Shield in the chat says Nexus Nine needs to be put to bed. Nah, dude, like that's too kind. That thing needs to be set on fire. <laughs> I actually got mine back out. It's in like a case because I use it sometimes if I'm like running on a treadmill. Oh, look at this bad boy! It's even what like charged up and ready. Wow, I love that N preview 
Well, it technically wasn't pre. It was Adam. That was like the first wallpaper we the saw wallpaper. that we're going to get. Yeah, that was like the first wallpaper. I mean, obviously haven't even changed it. Yeah. I basically just put like TV streaming apps on there and use it while I run. Yeah, I was not a huge fan. I enjoy the Pixel C much more so than the Nexus 9. I feel like that Tegra processor in the Nexus 9 was just sort of like. It wasn't great. I think it yeah. only has two gig of RAM too, and oh god, no Type C because it was right before Type C. Two gig of RAM. Oh jeez, it's like child's when you, play. When, you, when you first turn it on, you can see all this light bleed around the. Oh yeah, <laughs> the displays. It's pretty bad. Yeah, pretty bad. Yeah, good try, HTC. Yeah, um, I like the size of it, but. Uh, I want to say this is sort of related, uh, at least in terms of updates. So the One Plus Three. Have you played with the Nugget update? all that much no i flashed the beta when it came out and played with it for a minute but uh it wasn't set up anymore because i was using the 3t at the time so i didn't really mess with it so my my girlfriend got nugget flashed on her uh one plus three not the 3t but the three and like it's super janky like the dialer doesn't work anymore like when you you go to open up the dialer app and it'll just crash and so it's like very it's very frustrating she's like oh i need another phone now i'm like oh my god let me let me harp at one plus for a while i mean like that's like the official official? yeah it's not beta like she she doesn't play like that so it's the official and it's just like broken so (laughs) that's not good yeah typical one plus typical maybe they'll uh issue a bug fixer pretty soon here that's did they they halt the update I i can't keep up with that stuff yeah i can't keep up with them either all right uh let's see so this week i put together sort of a three-month pixel review i'm hoping you'll weigh in a little bit here too because you've been using yours for well you've been doing some other reviews too but uh uh, so i put together some thoughts because uh as i mentioned in the pixel three-month review video uh this is one of those times where we often get to settle into a phone a little bit because uh mid-november it basically uh, there aren't any real big phone releases from mid-November until end of February, March, somewhere in there. We get like a three, four month break where we, uh, what are you laughing at? I'm sorry. Someone in the chat, they, uh, they said, it's just like broken is one plus's motto. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just thought that was really funny. Change the motto for the next phone. It's just yeah. like broken. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> Oh, it's classic. Sorry. Uh, Continue on. I'll mute myself. So anyway, I've had a chance to basically use the Pixel for the last like three months. I, I used, well, the V20 was in there for a little bit, but mostly it's been this phone. And I just said, you know, this is still the phone I want to use. Because again, we, this is a time where we get to kind of choose what phone we want to personally use rather than jumping from phone to phone. So I think this is easily the phone I would choose. If, if not this, it would probably be the Galaxy. No, it would probably be the OnePlus 3T. Um but this phone just fits in hand. This is the regular one. Camera's great, as Tim mentioned earlier. Performance is great. Battery life is fine. Like it still gets updates all the time. While all these other phones sitting on my desk never get updates. Like that unlocked Galaxy S7 I showed earlier, which you would think would be easy to update, yet never, ever, ever gets an update. So uh yeah, I basically was just sharing thoughts like this is still the phone, and still the phone I think I would probably recommend people buy. Well, if you can. I mean, it's like sold out everywhere. Um some issues though, 32 gig storage, not enough. Like I'm running out of storage already. Uh, obviously the water resistance not being there kind of sucks, but other than that, tough to complain about this phone at all. And like, if somebody was asking what phone should I get right now and they don't want to wait for the galaxy S eight or G six, I would say this, 
right here. It's too expensive. Yeah, it's expensive, but like <laughs> people will go if if they're on Verizon, right? They go in and they would buy it on a device payment plan. Yeah. So, I mean, you pay the same price for a Galaxy S7 on a device payment plan. It's just what people do. It's a super nice phone. I've been wanting to get the Pixel, but it's like, nah, screw it. Like new phones are coming. But yeah. uh, I really wanted to kind of get that compact feeling again. But then I was using the Axon 7 Mini, and so I kind of got my fix of like compact phones. And I just love it. Love having like a big display for consuming all my content and all that stuff. But well, like I've thought about trying to get into a Pixel XL, but yeah, you can't get one at this point. It just seems like a waste of money. Yeah, so what? much fun stuff coming. U Ultra G6 S8. Man, yeah, there's probably like a Sony phone that no one cares about coming to. Oh, yeah, probably even there's probably a new Huawei phone though. I'm telling you, if they make a P10 and it's got this 5.0 EMUI thing that you say is not terrible, it's not give, terrible. Me some, give me some dual 16 megapixel Leica action or something. Oh, yeah, I could get down if it's the same size as the P9, I could get excited about that for sure. Throw on a different launcher that's not their terrible launcher, could be cool. Mm. Anyway, so our new Pixel review for three months is up on YouTube if you guys want to watch that. All right, so we also got news of the first 5G quotes, 5G markets um, coming this year, actually. So AT&T announced that they are launching 5G evolution markets is what they're calling it uh, and in Austin and Indianapolis within months. So I don't know if that's in three months or eight months, but we will get 5G evolution markets um, and they're sort of test markets, but if you live in Austin or in Indianapolis, you will have the opportunity to have speeds, peak speeds, I should say, of up to 400 megabits per second down. I don't know what up is. Theoretically. Yes. Theoretical peak speeds of that. So, yeah, but even if you're getting like 150, that's kind of nuts, right? It's pretty good. So <laughs> it's not bad. If it pops out around 400, just give me 150 and I'm like, okay, that's that's great. Um so they haven't necessarily announced how this wall work. Like, do we all need new phones to access that? Is this like a home connection thing? It's not. I mean, it's like mobile, but they haven't announced that much. If you have to pay extra, if you need a software update on your phone, we don't really know. And I actually asked AT&T to like provide us with a list of devices that maybe will work. Do we need a software update? And they were just like, eh, <laughs> they didn't really want to talk too much about it. I don't know if it's really that thought through yet. I have no idea. Uh, either way, though, Austin, Indianapolis, if you live in those areas, that would actually be pretty awesome to have that kind of speed. Although I don't know what the hell you're going to do with it because you got a cap data connection or data bucket. Yeah, once it's live, um, you'll find me in Austin just sort of like eating some barbecue, testing out the theoretical speed. We need speeds. to take a trip to Austin, yeah. Yeah, like I've never been to Texas in my entire life, and that would be a pretty darn good reason uh, Stop just to check Houston's it out. Airport on my way to New that Orleans. That doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that's the only time I've been to Texas. Close though. Pretty close. Uh, yeah, we may have to go down there and just test. <laughs> All right, well, I mean, it reminds me of when LTE was like first a thing, and you drove up. You weren't living close to the airport yet. You drove up to the airport where it was live, and where you were testing the speeds. And <laughs> I was at the, the Target parking lot out yeah. by the airport, like testing. Look, is Thunderbolt? I think. Yeah. Happy as a clam. <laughs> awesome. 
I remember, yeah, we were so excited. We were one of the first airports. Remember that? When if when Ford GLT first launched, they announced it for airports. <laughs> it wasn't even like cities, right? There was a couple of cities, but mostly they were just providing it at airports. Pretty and I brutal. will say now that, not to just bag on Verizon here for a second, but Verizon's LTE at our airport is terrible. It's like the worst of all the carriers. So I think they set it up and they were like, all right, now move it on. And they just never added another tower or anything. Hi, caramba. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so five. So this is not official 5G. So they're still working on the industry. Whoever comes up with these standards are working on 5G standards. So uh, that's why at t has to call this 5G evolution. They can't call it 5G because there are no standards set, right? So uh, we're, we're expecting real 5G to have peak speeds at one gig. <laughs> so that's why this is at 400. It's not even close to one gig. And so you get it either way. Like I said, if you can even pull 150, 200 megs down, that would be pretty legit for your smartphone. I can't believe we're talking about a gig uh, down for smartphones. Like that just blows my mind. It's It's pretty great. Crazy to think. Yeah. Well, well, they were sort of giving off those examples of like, oh, hey, here's what you can do with a gig uh, down on your smartphone. I mean, you can download a movie in seconds or an entire season of your TV show in seconds. Like, download your entire music library uh very quickly or you know cash it on your phone from google play music uh the the possibilities are endless and what's kind of exciting unfortunate or demoralizing or depressing about that is most home connections aren't that fast and you can't even buy one that's that fast i mean i have the fastest internet i can possibly get in my house and it's 250 down 30 up (laughs) 30 up bulls yeah so, uh, and I typically get more like 280 down, but uh, that's that's as fast as I can get. And you're telling me that AT and T is going to launch their fake 5G network, and it's going to do 400 like <laughs> wirelessly, and like I have to pay for this wired. It's just it's kind of crazy. We're talking fiber speeds wirelessly to your phone. That's just nuts. It's pretty great. That is pretty great. All right, uh, we'll we'll let you know when those actually launch. We have no specific date, so. Uh, let's see. So Google now launcher. Um, so the guys at Android police got an email today, um, from somebody who must be connected somehow to Google's, um, what's their GMS, which is their Google. What does that stand for? I always forget. It's basically GMS is basically the, uh, the app suite that if you want to license Android, you have to like license basically their, uh, the apps like Gmail and stuff like that to get access. So an email went out to their GMS partners um, saying basically that Google now launcher will be uh, officially retiring soon within a few weeks, basically by March 1st, maybe shortly thereafter it'll be pulled from the play store. So the, uh, the idea there is in, I believe 7.0 Google introduced this thing called the Google search launcher services library and essentially basically what that allows you to do as an OEM is build in the Google now card panel to your launcher. So the swipe over on Google now that you get to get into those cards, they introduce a library basically that allows you to do that as an OEM and they tested it. Sony actually was the one that was doing it. Uh, But companies like Motorola use the Google now launcher on their phones. Obviously Nexus phones use the Google now launcher, Uh, but they're going to retire it and they're opening this library up so that others can just start building it in now. And that means this is going away. And uh, yeah, so basically by March 1st, if you're building a new phone, you can't use it. And then after that, they will slowly just kill it from the Google Play Store. 
So if you want the Google Now Launcher, you should install it now <laughs> before they take it away. Um, and basically, they just continue to support that because it's actually powered by the Google Search app, which sounds really weird. But Google Now Launcher has always just kind of been a shell for Google Search. So if you like Google Now Launcher, install it now before it goes away. Yeah, insert like sad Ben Affleck video right here. Because I mean, everyone's just like, no, it's the greatest launcher of all time, blah, blah, blah. It is a great launcher. It's typically like the first launcher I'll download because I've sort of gotten out of like the whole custom icons and all this stuff. Like I, I just like it clean and I like that access to Google now. Yeah. Uh, you know, but if that implementation comes to like all the different launchers and all that, then it's like no big deal. So if they would let Nova Launcher get in on that license, probably not. Yeah, that's what someone else asked, and I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah. It's a part of the GMS package, I believe. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's ever going to be a standalone thing, although that would be nice. It would be cool if like all these third-party launchers could build in that. I don't know why Google wouldn't want them to, but... Maybe it potentially opens up users' data to these third parties and they don't want it that. Could, I, yeah. don't know. I mean, I would, yeah. I would hope they would figure out a way to do that, but yeah. For sure. So anyway, uh, Nexus 6P and 5X obviously have Google Now Launcher. So I don't think anything will change there. They're still going to support phones, like I said, through updating Google Search app. So they'll just keep the Google Now Launcher. And again, those phones only get major updates through this year. And then they're sort of dead. So sorry, folks. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I'm with you, though. I use the Google Now Launcher a lot on other phones. Obviously, Pixel Launcher or Pixel Phone uses Pixel Launcher. But other phones, I typically install that. Nova sometimes. But a lot of times it's Google Now Launcher because it's just so simple and easy to set up. Mm-hmm. While I still love Nova, and I bet at some point in the next month I will go back to Nova because I'm going to get bored with just the Pixel phone and need something new. Uh, Google Now Launcher doesn't take any setup. You just like install it and it just it works. It just works. Yeah. yeah. I love it when it just works. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Uh, let's see. So sort of random news this week. Or maybe this is at the end of last week. No, it was this week. Uh, Razer bought Nextbit. So Nextbit, the phone maker, you guys are well of the next aware of the Nextbit Robin. It was a crowdfunded cloud smart smartphone. And uh, I think we talked about this from day one. We basically said this phone is a proof of concept and somebody's going to buy the technology behind <laughs> it. I just assumed it was going to be like Google. Um, turns out it took a year basically. And then Razer decided they wanted a piece of that cloud software. But that, that was always the point of Nextbit, right? They had well, the that's software what we thought. they wanted to just sell. I think they even started out before they were making phones as a software company and they were trying to sell it and no one wanted to buy it. So they had to turn it into a phone to prove that it was a real thing. And then now. So Razer, the uh, gaming, what would you call Razer? Are they a gaming company? There's a gaming accessory, a gaming computer company. Um, yeah, they're like a gaming peripheral company because yeah. they make, you know, mouse, keyboards, etc. They do make full computers too, don't they? Yeah, they're more... Uh, I would say like a gaming lifestyle brand conglomerate or something. Yeah, they're they're like a lifestyle brand. So we don't necessarily know what they're doing, right? Do you have well, the details on this one? Uh, I mean, not too many. Like, we don't know for sure if it's like Razer smartphone incoming, but we do know that Nextbit's going to be acting as an independent mobile division of Razer. So you would assume, yeah, Razer wants to make their own smartphone and it could potentially have this cloud software on it i mean if razor wanted to just buy a phone company then just like buy htc or something like that i don't know if they have enough money for that but uh, if you want like a brand um so i would just assume 
that they want a, a piece of that cloud action. So kind of hard to say. I mean, I sort I mentioned this in the post when I wrote it up. This uh, took place on January 30th. Um, so, but we're talking a, about a proof of concept, right? Except I don't know how much proof there really is. Uh, when the phone was being backed on Kickstarter, it may, it had 3,600 backers. It's not a lot of backers. Like they definitely met their goal, which is a lot more than these other like faux, like fake companies on Kickstarter and Indiegogo can say. Like they funded successfully, so congrats right there. And they made the phone; it's available. Sold now, it on Amazon and stuff. Yeah, yeah, sold it on Amazon. Like they were a real company. They even sent review units to like websites yeah. and stuff. Like they're real people, and uh, and they all have a lot of industry background and experience. Yeah. So, but the fact is. You know, every time we would post about this phone or I did like the hands on or anything like there just wasn't a lot of people talking about this phone, a lot of people interested in it. I don't think they really saw, you know, sort of the use cases for the cloud and offloading and onloading of apps when you don't need them. It's just not a big selling feature. We tried to tell people that from day one, like like a lot of media outlets were like, this is so innovative. And we were like, it's actually not right. (laughs) Like, yes, it's kind of a cool trick, but that's not, you don't buy a phone because it has like smart cloud management. Like you don't buy shit like that. Yeah. And apparently uh, people listened because I mean, I, I just don't think the phone was selling all that way. It was constantly on sale. I think it was even dropping below 200 bucks. I mean, and at that price, the phone itself is sales on yeah, it, yeah. sort of a steal, right? Because I mean, the, 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 like the specs are sort of like mid range to high end. Like it, it you know, it didn't shine too brightly in the specs department, but the phone itself, like the hardware was cool looking. It, it won like design awards. They and all updated that. it a lot, right? They, like they, it always was updated. Yeah, they were very particular and they stressed, you know, giving those security updates and, and all that stuff. And they and they still say like, wow, they have ceased uh, production and sale of the Robin. Yeah, uh, so but, you can't buy it anymore. Yeah, they aren't going to buy it, um, but they will continue updating it. Uh, I believe it was like for a year. Um, oh wait, wait, wait! I got it. So, and as probably we, we will continue to provide software updates and security patches through February of 2018. So that's so, a whole other year. Yeah. yeah, that's a whole other year. So that's great for the people who bought the phone. Um, it, it's so kind of sad think that does there's going to be a Razer phone. Like, does it make sense that Razer makes like a gaming centered phone? Uh, with with the help of Nextbit, is that the next <laughs> move for Razers to make a phone? And I, I never really thought about it, but. You know, they tried to get into smartwatch and wearable stuff, which right. is really weird because that doesn't really fit. And they seem to totally too, fail. At they that. completely failed that. Yeah. yeah. I, well, Razer's the kind of company who can just release something and like their fan base will buy it and like blindly. Do they, like, they have don't... that kind of crazy? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So it's totally possible. However, I mean, if they're, um, if they're wearable stuff, what well, is any inclination <laughs> to like their, yeah. <laughs> um, their, uh, willingness to kind of go through and really launch an amazing product, I would be concerned. So it's totally well, possible. They did just hire on a bunch of uh, mobile people, though. Like if the next bit, sure. I haven't looked at it, but if the, if most of the next bit upper executive management dudes all came over, they actually know what they're doing. So maybe they could help Razor and use that money to actually build a legit phone. Right. Like, uh, from everything I read, no one in like that top department has left. Like Tom Moss is still there. I mean, he's ex Google. Um, Scott Croyle is still going to be there. Um, so, from what I know, uh, next bit. I mean, you know, the company itself, the executives aren't going anywhere. So, hopefully, what they do is 
if Razer wants to make a phone that is, you know, make make something awesome. Um, and especially, it's going to have to be gaming focused if it's Razer. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm sort of could be interested. I feel like it could be kind of cool if Razer made a phone, but I just don't. I also am starting to wonder, like, how would they sell it? Because it's not like Verizon's going to sell the Razer phone, right? So no. if it unlocked, unlocked, is it even worth making then? Because no. can you really sell that many? And I'm sure Razer likes selling lots of things, not just like 4,000 phones, right? So Yeah, totally. And then how do you make a phone that's completely like maybe video game oriented? I don't know, like you settle it with like a Bluetooth controller. I mean, yeah, it's going to have to have really good specs. And I don't know. It, it's going to be, it's gonna it, be interesting. We've seen a phone that was kind of like designated as a gaming phone. It was like that PlayStation phone or whatever. And man, that thing was a total piece. That thing was ahead of its time, though, don't you it think? It was way like, the ahead idea. of its time. Well, because like there wasn't years. processors that were good for gaming. The right. displays were low res. There was no good games. Like, that idea should probably come out now. That would be nice. I don't know if anyone would buy it now, but you know what well, I mean? Like, we actually have the technology to make a cool gaming phone, and uh, no one's willing to try it. What I really want is I want NVIDIA to release a Shield Portable 2. And like, it it won't be a phone. Like, it's purely just like a portable gaming console that can like connect to the cloud and stuff. Like, that would be totally sick. Nvidia should actually release a phone, or they should have. Yeah, they should have. It's probably a little too late now. Um, now. Because they would have, if they did the design and the specs and took the time on it, like they do their Shield products, like the Shield phone. Make it a Shield phone. It actually could have been a sweet phone, but uh, they obviously abandoned the phone business long ago. We'll see. I I kind of want Nvidia Shield phone now. Like that. I know. I think it would be sweet. Yeah. yeah. Just thinking about it, it's kind of awesome. Even like if you look at the Shield tablet, uh, that like nice like matte builds and mm. all that stuff. Like if you turn that into phone form and threw in, they create a new Tiger chip and finally figure out LTE. <laughs> yeah, that was another problem that they had. Sweet. Yeah, that yeah. was what killed them. Them not having LTE integration is what killed their mobile dreams. Yeah, I don't know how much money they spent to buy like that radio maker who or where they were integrating the LTE radio inside of their Tegra chip. Like, I think it was just maybe a poor business choice, though. They were just too late, right? They were trying to yeah. save the the chance they thought they had, and it was too late. By the time they got it dialed in and potentially working with LTE, right. Qualcomm it was already Qualcomm had already taken over. Yeah, yep. That's all right, though. Now everything's Qualcomm, which oh, is everything. It's fine, I guess, but at the same time, I, I do feel like we just we just have to take whatever Qualcomm gives us, right? Like no one else gets to try anything cool or new or different. We just get Qualcomm and that's it, which is kind of unfortunate. Like yeah, sure. all these phone manufacturers trying to do all this stuff, but in the end, it's kind of limited to like what Qualcomm allows with their chipsets. Yeah, I mean, unless you're buying unlocked phones like from Huawei and you're getting that high silicon stuff yeah. or Samsung with the Exynos. I mean, yeah, in in the U.S. If you're buying your phone from a carrier, you've got a Qualcomm chip in your phone. Yeah. And that's what allows Qualcomm to go on stage every year, like whenever they do their stuff, like at, uh, the CES. And so they we have 10 billion devices like in use today. It's like, God damn, dude, like that's ridiculous. It really is. I will say, though, that uh, and I know the platforms are completely different, Android, iOS, but Apple is also kind of a chip you know, a chip maker and they always put a new a whatever chip in their new iPhone. And it always sort of just wipes the floor with whatever Qualcomm's doing. So you kind of go like, all right, dudes, like we get it. You don't have any competition in Android, but don't you want to like 
kick Apple's ass once? Just come on. Like, don't you want to? Uh, and maybe I don't fully understand because the platforms are so different. The benchmarks and all that crap don't really matter. But uh, you kind of feel like we're stuck with Qualcomm and whether or not they decide to innovate going forward, it's not really our choice. Yeah, it's not up to us uh, as consumers, no. but that's always been the case. You could say that about anything in life right now. And it's just unfortunate because there was a time, right, where Qualcomm and, well, NVIDIA was like out ahead of them and you still had TI making OMAP processors. Oh, man. I remember oh, Google kept using OMAP, but then like NVIDIA was trying to get in and they didn't have LTE, so they died. But Qualcomm was like, they had, what was the, it was the, not the hummingbird. That was the first Samsung. What was it? Was, I guess it's always been Snapdragon. So it was just, you had Snapdragon and then the dual cores came and it was like this battle. You were like, and there was battles like who thought Snapdragon was better and Integra. That's that like, that stuff's fun. Now we just get Qualcomm, whatever it is and just go, okay. Yeah, Intel. Intel tried their uh, hand at it too. They got like a couple like tablets out there with processors. Now they're focusing on wearables. So I forgot that Intel said they were going to be a mobile chip maker. And just so yeah, speaking of too late to the party. I mean, you're talking about Intel, like the king of chipsets, right? Of computing yeah. chipsets, and they were like, I don't, I don't think we need to get into this mobile thing. Like, are you kidding me? Hopefully whoever was in charge like six years ago has been fired 16 times. Like that's insane. (laughs) You're Intel and you didn't think mobile phones and small computing devices were going to be a big deal. So you just were like, whatever. Just didn't see much of a market there. Insane. It's just insane. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty great. All right. Uh, I got nothing else. You got app you want to talk about? Yeah. uh, This app is a, by no means new, but it's called Pinout, and it's from like one of my favorite developers called Mediocre. And Pinout, it's a it's like a pinball game, and it's not like that Zen pinball where it's sort of like realistic physics or anything. This is more of like a like imagine if you were in Tron and you were playing pinball. That's what Pinout would be, and it's free to download. Um, there are in-app purchases to sort of unlock premium, which allows you to restart your game from checkpoints as you proceed. Um, so. It's sort of like one of those never-ending games where there isn't different levels, but there are different like areas you unlock as you proceed through like the pin table, pinball table level, I guess you could say. It's a lot of fun. The physics are really nice. Um, super uh, responsive in terms of, you know, when you hit the, uh, the plunger and the bumpers and all that stuff. It's a lot of cool stuff going on. And, and like I said, I mean, it looks like pinball in Tron. So, and who, who doesn't love Tron? So... It's true. Everybody yeah, so Pinout, it's from Mediocre. It's like, seriously, they, they're the fantastic development team over right. there. They gave us classics such as uh, Does Not Commute, Granny Smith, and like, seriously, I reached out to them and they said no plans for Granny Smith too. Know, like, such BS. Yeah, Mediocre hates money, apparently, because they could just make, they could make a billion, maybe a trillion dollars if they release Granny Smith too. They would have six months of free advertising from, from us if they released Granny Smith too. <laughs> I would be doing app roundups going Granny Smith to greatest game ever. It really is like Granny Smith was just it. It just worked, and I say that all the time. But it was just like a really simple, pleasant game to play, yeah. and it was just a lot of With fun. Enough difficulty, but still, yeah, fun. yeah, exactly. I don't know what is their problem is. Like, oh, we want to focus on other stuff like Sprinkle Islands. No, screw that crap. No one sprinkle. cares about Sprinkle Island. <laughs> yeah, give us ten bucks for it. Just give it to us. Exactly. So, uh, pin out. I believe it's one word. Uh, P-I-N-O-U-T. Definitely check it. It's free to download, so why not? Give it a go. 
Uh, someone in the chat, someone who I, I personally, I don't like anymore, but he says, uh, what is Granny Smith? Like, get, get out of here. Like, go to Google Play, download Granny Smith. It's a platformer game. Uh, you start out as a granny with a cane, and you're on roller skates. And as you go through a level, uh, you jump and do flips and stuff. You collect apples, and you have to beat this little kid who's, like, trying to steal apples from you, and you throw apples and or baseballs at him and stuff. It's a totally lot of fun. Again. Yeah, I know, right? Like, I have to go play that now. Nah, so, I have to play the weekend again, yeah. Yeah, and as you pro- progress through the game, you unlock new characters. I think you unlock a grandpa, and then you also unlock a dog who has like a bone cane <laughs> that he Pretty uses sweet, to yeah. navigate. It's totally sweet. <laughs> so, okay, Granny Ed. Smith. It's okay, Eddie. Just just go download it. It's free. It's yeah, awesome. Still love you, Eddie. Don't worry. All right, uh, not to get not to get political, but this is just funny. Whether you're a Trump supporter or not, this game, this new app called Donald Draws is. <laughs> It's hilarious. If you haven't seen Donald Trump videos of him like signing his executive orders and then showing them to cameras, the people made people made sort of a meme out of it where like you can draw on the two pieces of paper and there's this app called Donald Draws where you can make your own thing. Oh, that's legit. Yeah. I didn't know there was an app. I figured it was just like a Twitter account that I was began following. <laughs> oh, there is a Twitter account, yeah. yeah. But you can find the app. But uh yeah, and you can make your own. So if you oh. want to do that, just make a good joke. Just do it. And this is not like a political thing. It's just funny. Yeah, we don't care. Yeah. Uh, all right. I don't, I don't think I have anything else. Yeah, I'm downloading this right now. <laughs> Hysterical. It's pretty funny. I wish they would do it for other people. I mean, I know like he provided the photo op, sure. but it's one of those things like it's it's an idea I think that could translate to other things, like making oh, yeah. other people doing things. Yeah. Oh yeah. If this app was on Shark Tank, like the, this is again another trillion dollar idea <laughs> easily. <laughs> yeah. Big room for growth here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, uh, let's see. I think that's it short show this well it's right at an hour which is what we normally shoot for we just have been going way over lately all right well uh thanks for joining us deal show episode 132 have a safe weekend everyone oh wait super bowl big game big game are we doing big game picks i didn't even think about it all right yeah big game picks definitely who you got i mean everything tells me the patriots are just gonna whoop there but of course, I want the Falcons Wrong. to destroy. <laughs> of course, I want the Falcons to destroy them. Yeah. Um, will they? Wait, it's in Houston, right? Yeah. This is, Patriots had to travel a little bit. It's kind of Atlanta's close-ish to Houston. <laughs> they probably walked there. Um, the Patriots are gonna win. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I'm going Atlanta. Um, I won't say they're gonna dominate or anything, but Atlanta. It's looking pretty good. The defense is pretty good. Just, I mean, their offense uh, obviously is killer. Yeah. Julio Jones is a, yeah. a beast. Um, but Patriots are missing a couple of weapons, right? They got no Gronk. He's still out. So That's we'll right. see. He is. He's doing T-Mobile commercials with Bieber instead of playing football. That's right. Exactly. I mean, the 49ers killed him. So <laughs> sorry, Gronk. We got you. <laughs> He's like the one dude we tackled this season. <laughs> and it was Gronk and we killed him. Pretty awesome. The uh, 50 minus oneers. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going Falcons. Kellen's going Patriots. That's fine, dude. I mean, I, I don't want them to win. I just, you just, well, yeah. I hate the Patriots. Like, they're my, <laughs> like one of my least favorite sporting outfits in the history of all of sports, but like, I, they just keep winning crap. So, 
Yeah, I definitely i uh, I respect what the Patriots have done, Belichick and Brady and all that. Um, it's not easy to do what they've done, especially no, when not. you're you know Deflate Gate and looking at other teams' practices, especially and when you constantly cheat. But, I know uh, it, it's hard to not get caught, right? Um, hey, I will say Brady served his suspension just fine, even though they found that he didn't do anything wrong. He still got suspended. Very odd. And now they're back in the Super Bowl, right? He's gone four games. They're still in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Brady's a beast. So I'm not going to deny that. Doesn't mean I have to ever like him or the team that he plays for. Yeah, we'll see. Atlanta's going all the way this season, though. They deserve right. it. Well, I hope so. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Again, thanks for joining us. Droid Live episode uh, 132. Be safe. Peace. Peace.